100%, but, you know, you can probably find little bits and pieces that I'll pull out, scriptures that'll come out of that. <clears throat> but earlier this year, God, God spoke to me from Isaiah 43 and verse 18, 19. He said this, <clears throat> the Lord says, don't cling to the events of the past or dwell on what happened long ago. Watch for the new thing. I am going to do. It is happening already. You can see it now. Don't cling to the things of the past. Watch for the new thing. And then, then he said this to me. He said that the new things are going to be like this. Things you have never seen before. Things you've never experienced before. And things you have never done before. Let's just pray. Father God, Lord, I pray that you'd open your word to us. And the revelation, Lord God, that you want to do new things in every one of our lives. Lord, you've got a purpose for us. You've got a plan. Help us to be ready and open to you. You know, I believe today that God's going to open new things to each one of you. So not just to the person next to you, not just for the people that are usually up the front, but for every single one of us. God has something new, something new for today, but something new that lies ahead, something that's going to change us and give us a different perspective, that we can see things differently, we can see the way that God works and things that we're going to do, because what God does in us, He's going to do through you to affect other people's lives. You know, we're talking about the supernatural. When God invades our natural realm, He does what is natural to Him. But to us, that's the supernatural. That's more than we can achieve or do on our own. Amazing thing with God is that God chooses to partner with us. You know, we are so imperfect. We are so, you know, frivolous in some ways. Our minds go here and our minds go there. And, but God chooses to partner with us. And, you know, He wants us to show His love to others. And God is not limited to your resources or to mine. He opens up all the resources of heaven to us. So I want to get something down in your spirit today, because I'm not just speaking a message, but something prophetic. And before this meeting is over, we're all going to be involved in some way of either opening our lives up to him in a fresh way, or stepping out to pray for one another to receive his grace, healing, his power, at work in us. Ephesians 3 verse 20, to him who by the means of his power working in us is able to do much more than we could ever ask for or even imagine. Much more. You know, Paul wrote to Timothy, and uh, Timothy was a very gifted leader. He's a tremendous um, uh, leader of a great church in Ephesus, an apostle of the early church. <clears throat> but even the apostle Paul wrote to him, and this is what he said. He said, you know, stir up in you, fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you, hear this, through the laying on of Paul's hands, of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit that makes us timid, but of power and love and self-discipline or self-control. So he's writing to a, to a leader of the church, but he's saying to him, listen, Timothy, you've got all of these gifts in your life. Some of them came through me laying hands on you. And I remember the time, the impartation, the, the transformation that happened. But, you know, you've got to stir, 
stir it up. You've got to make it happen. It doesn't, you know, we can't go on in our Christian life just complacent and expect God to work miracles through us and to bring change in our circumstances, but we do nothing about what he's already gifted us with. And also, Paul said, through the laying on of hands. You know, if you read the Bible, the New Testament, most of the gifts and impartation happen through the laying on of hands. And you know, all of us, God, if God's Spirit lives within us, we can lay hands on sick people, they will be healed. We can lay hands on people that haven't received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and God will move through us and bless people. But we've got to step out and do it. And so, like I was saying before, you know, we leave this morning, then there's going to be an opportunity to put that into practice. So get ready for it, because you can either receive or you can give out from what you already have. Think about this. What does it really mean to receive something new? You know, I think all of us have seen things where God has been faithful. We've been singing songs here, man, tears come to my eyes, the faithfulness of God. He's been with us in the fire, through the waters. All, God is there. You know, we've all experienced great things in God. And God has blessed us. He's been faithful. He's with us. Some of us have been, some of you here have been Christians for a long time. Something new, you say? Man, I've seen it all. You know, Pastor John and Nairi here, I mean, they, they've seen more than I've seen. You know, they've been Christians longer than I have. And uh, they've seen, they've seen the good, they've seen the bad. I think they've probably seen some ugly as well. And uh, really going to see something new? Well, you, I want you to think about this. You know, what you've experienced in your life has been something that when it happened in your life, it was a new experience. It brought you into a place where you saw things you'd never seen before. And it brought you into an, a place where you could do things that you never did before. I look back on the experiences of my life, and I see how each of these experiences brought a transformation. You know, I was brought up in the church. I knew all the Bible stories, and, and I've seen lots and lots of people give their hearts to Jesus, but you know, somehow it just never became real in my life and my experience, even as much as I wanted it to at times. But I always had that sense that I was not good enough to be called myself a Christian. And it wasn't until I was about 24 years of age, Maggie and I had two children, we started to seek God, reading the Gospels and reading about Jesus. But, you know, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to us except for one day I was, I was in the room and, and I was reading in Matthew 6 where it says, when you pray, go into a room by yourself, close the door, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And you know, suddenly I experienced something I'd never, ever experienced before. I was suddenly aware that I wasn't alone in that room, that God was there. I can't explain exactly what happened, but I could feel God in the room. And, you know, this was something absolutely, what do I do? And I remember getting on my knees. And then I'm thinking, I should pray. But I hadn't prayed since I was a kid. What do you pray? And uh, I opened my, I was looking at my Bible again, and it said, and I was at that place where Jesus said, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven. And I prayed the Lord's Prayer. That was my sinner's prayer. And all I can say in the next half hour, three quarters of an hour, God totally transformed my life. You see, up to that time, I knew about Jesus and I knew about God. But the Bible says you've got to be born again. 
And you know, some of you here this morning, you might know about God. You know, going to church doesn't make you a Christian. You know, you can go and live in a garage. You're not going to become a car. It doesn't work like that. You know, Jesus said, you've got to be born again. Some of you this morning, this can be your day to receive Christ and to experience what it is to be born again. And then I remember, you know, we went off to Bible college soon after that. And uh, we sold our house. I mean, we were, 100, we were out, all out for God. And uh, I remember being there for, for several months. And then some of our friends started to talk about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, speaking in other languages. And I thought, oh, what's that? I never ever heard about that before. And uh, so we started to read the Bible. We asked different people about it. And, and I could see that these people, they had something I didn't have. And yet, you know, the Holy Spirit was working in my life. Bible was open. People were getting saved. But there was something that they had that I didn't have. And I remember going to a meeting. It was just like this. In fact, Maggie and I, we used to pray for the, to get filled with the Spirit at home. But nothing ever happened. But I went to a meeting just like this, and uh, the man, the preacher, he gave an altar call. He says, if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, come forward now. I tell you, I was the first one out there. And I'm standing out, and I'm saying, God, you can fill me even before he comes, you know, you can do all this. And, and uh, nothing was happening. And he just came along, and he touched every person on the head. Touched me on the head. Look, all I can say is like electricity just shot through me. My hands went straight up in the air. I've never worshipped God like that before. See, I experienced something I'd never experienced before. You see, you can know about things. You can know about God. You can know about people who speak in other languages. You can see people raising their hands. And I know up to that time, I used to raise my hands and just feel silly. Like, what I got my hands up for? But now, now... It was worship. Now I was released into something, and I experienced, I saw things, and I did things I'd never done before. And, you know, from that time that brought me into where I'd lay hands on people, they would receive the Holy Spirit. You see, God brings us into new experiences. And I want to say this about the Bible. If you read all the miracles in the Bible, you see, Jesus didn't have, like, one formula for people that were blind, so he just prayed one prayer for all of the people that were blind and a different one for people that were crippled. You look, every miracle of Jesus was different. Every person was dealt with individually. You know why that is? It's because we are all unique. You know, God is, God is the creator God, amazing creation and, and variety and specialness about all sorts of birds and flowers, trees and everything else on the, on the planet. And every one of you is unique and special to him. So God doesn't just have one sort of uh, prayer that blankets everybody. He cares about you individually. He leads you step by step. Your experiences of coming to know God is different to other people. Your story is your own story. Your baptism in the Holy Spirit is your experience. Your experience of healing. Some people get healed instantly like that. Other people, it's a journey but we know the favor of God and we know his working in our life and he does things for us as individuals and to bring blessing into every single one of our lives. Our experiences are so important. Some of you today, you know, God is going to bring you into the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You're going to speak in a new language. 
You know, it was interesting when that man prayed for me and I felt that electricity, my hands went up in the air. I didn't speak in tongues. And I, th- I thought, oh, they said they speak in tongues. This isn't fair, you know. <laughs> I got half the deal. And, uh, but he just took time and went along and he encouraged. He said to me, he said, he said the speaking part isn't a miracle. It's what you say. So he said, just start speaking, start praising God. So I started to just do that, and and suddenly these new words came, just a few words. But it was the start of the language that God was giving me, that over the weeks and months that lay ahead developed uh, more and more into a prayer language and a language of the Spirit that can happen to you today. Some of you here are about to go to places where you couldn't go on your own. God's going to show you favor that you haven't known before. Some of you have struggled with finances. Man, I know what it's like to take one step ahead and you think you're getting somewhere only to end up going two steps backward because some bills come in or something goes wrong. But I tell you what, God wants to bring breakthrough into your life. All I'm, The key for knowing God's favor on you financially is honoring Him. Honor Him with your first fruits. Put God first in your life. I tell you what, He is faithful to you. And develop a spirit of generosity. Now, I'm married to a very generous woman. And, and honestly, like in the early days, I was pretty tight. To be, I'm a Scotch background, something like that. <laughs> but you've got to learn to be generous. You know, and, and God just takes you and shows you so many wonderful things. You know, one of the things that, that we just regularly did after we become Christians is that whenever we bought a new car, we, we'd go to sell the old one, and but there'd always be somebody with a need. You know, there'd be some family that didn't have a car. One time it was my daughter-in-law, and she needed something, and, and uh, you know, God just spoke to us every time. So just as we were going to go and sell it, he showed us a family or a situation, and we just, we gave lots and lots of cars away. We always, you know, got them more into fitness. We always radioed them up and, and made sure they were in good condition. And then we would hand the keys over. And, and just, we didn't even think anything about it. We just did it. It was just an obedience thing. We didn't actually know that we were sowing seed that was something that God was going to do in the future. Because there was a law of sowing and reaping. But it comes out of a spirit of generosity. You know, one day, I mean, I, I could, it's an amazing story. But in one day, about six years ago, on my wife's birthday, there were five people in our family ended up with new cars, new used cars. And, uh, but they were all great cars in great condition. But, it, but you know, when that happened, I, I just look back over our life of sowing cars and the lives of people, ne- never ever even thinking of getting anything back. But God just blessed tremendously. And I tell you what, the car I got was a whole lot better than any of the ones I'd ever given away uh, in the past. So, you know, you, I don't know what it is, but God, God will show you things where you can release that spirit of generosity. And it brings breakthrough in your own spirit. It takes away that spirit of poverty mentality that would, that would just cause you to be crippled. And whether you've got a lot or a little, God is faithful. And it's not always overflowing with finances. But even when you have the little, you know God's faithfulness. And he will not let you uh, suffer lack and loss. Some of you, it's depression and discouragement. Some of you have had that all of your life. For others, it's just more recent, like a dark cloud that follows you around. You know, I went through a season in my life where 
I just knew there was some oppression around me and I couldn't shake it off. And uh, in the end, I went to somebody that I knew had a ministry to, to release and to break those things. And, and he prayed. And, and for me, fortunately, I'm, I'm so thankful, it was just, it was immediate release. It was some spiritual oppression that was happening over my life. You know, for others, there's a start of a breakthrough, but you've got to have strength every day to just keep going. But the breakthrough will come. God's not going to leave you under a cloud forever and ever. Today can be the start of that breakthrough happening. Some will be instant and total release. We've seen so many people set free in different areas of life. Some of you here, you'll be insecure, intimidated, like you don't quite measure up. You see people with great confidence, both at work, at business, in your training, here in church or whatever. Some people just step up they take the place. I tell you what, if you talk to each of them, you tell them they all got things to overcome to do that. But you know, today, I believe God's going to lift that from you and cause you to take your place and stand up. You know, before I became a Christian, I was the shyest person around. I was an embarrassment to my wife at times because we'd go to a party. She was very social. She could dance all the dances and she was really popular. Me, I just wanted to find a table in the corner and hide, you know, just sit there, put a smile on, hope nobody ever came over and sat down and talked to us. What a great example I was of, of uh, anybody, <laughs> of a human being, really. But, you know, when I came to Christ, you know, a boldness came. Something changed on the inside, took away all that fear and that insecurity. I mean, it took courage for me to get up and speak uh, to do it, but, but the boldness was there, the confidence was there. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. Some of you got creativity. Creativity, it burns away within you, but you never find a way to express it in a public way. You know, it takes breakthrough. God's put that within you, that gifts to be shared, to be given out, and to minister into other people's lives. Some of you here, it's about relationship, about a life partner. You know, it can be diff hard when you go to all these celebrations. You know, your friends are getting engaged, marriages are happening, you go to all the parties, and you but you're left as you are, and you're thinking, will this ever happen for me? And you, know, you can just sort of lose hope, you can lose away. You know, there is a calling about um, being being on, on, you, um, you know, on, on your own, being a single person. There's a calling for that for some people, but it's a calling. And you know, if you're not called for that, then God has somebody for you. And you know, just don't lose faith and don't think, well, this is happening to this one. Your pathway is your unique path where God is leading you. And I say to people like this, I mean, just start looking around. <laughs> you know, if you're going to find somebody... Church is a great place to start, you know. You don't know, have a good look around before you go today. You know, get out by the cafe, watch people going out, check them out. If they're no good, just let them go. And if you can't find somebody in your church, come to one conference. You know, a thousand Christians. It's true. A thousand Christians are going to come from all over the country. Half of them are single. Some of them will be a bit young. Some will be a bit old. But somebody, you old, 
somebody could be just right for you. you I, I tell you, the reason I say that, I've seen some amazing matches. People you would never, ever think would ever end up being married. And, and then they found people within the church and just been a fantastic marriages. Just awesome. God is so good. I tell you what, he's got a plan for every single one of us. It's awesome. And God's going to do some great things right here today. So, now listen to this. Because I've been saying a whole lot of positive things. This can happen, that can happen, everything else. But I know what, how your mind works. And, and some of you will be sitting there saying, well, no, hold on. Hold on, this, this is not for me. You know, it's like you start thinking, I'm too young, I'm too old, I haven't got educated. If only I was a different nationality, if only I was a little bit different. You know, God is not limited by your age or your stage in life. God's not limited by your education, your nationality, or if you know the right, none of these things matter at all. God's got a plan for your life and a purpose. He wants to bring you into new things. He wants you to experience things you've never experienced before. You know, lots of times we've laid hands on people for healing. And, and I can't tell you how many hundreds of people, I don't know, that have, that have been healed just recently, a couple of weeks ago, as, as at a pastor's meeting, and uh, they were serving lunch. And just before, as the, the people were going out to have the lunch, a lady came to me and said, she said, Pastor, would you pray for me? And I said, sure, what, what do you want to pray for? She said, I haven't been able to eat anything for 15 days or hold anything down. She said, you know, we're going to lunch. She said, I'd just love to just be able to enjoy my lunch and to hold it down. And so I just prayed a simple prayer. And you know, an hour later, lunch was over. She came back, big beaming smile. You know, she'd been able to eat a lunch. How did that happen? Just through laying hands. You know, it's no difference whether it's my hands or your hands. It's the Holy Spirit in you. God wants to bring favor. The reason, you know, I, I believe so often God just wants us to, to learn to relate and trust one another. You know, so we pray together. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am, Jesus said, in the midst of them. And miracles happen in all sorts of ways. You know, some people are, are full of faith. You know, I think of Bartimaeus, called out to Jesus. Jesus, son of David, heal me. You know, the woman with the issue of blood. I mean, she pressed through the crowd. I mean, that was incredible faith. Touched the hem of his garment, got the healing. But you know, all of us aren't like that. Some of us, we see people, and some people are full of faith. And I tell you, if you're full of faith like that, never let it drift or die. Just keep pressing in. Keep praying for others because you're an instrument of breakthrough. But for others, you know, we'll watch other people go and get the blessing, but we'll sit back and sometimes think, well, no, hold on, I don't deserve it. Or, I, you know, it just takes a little bit to overcome, to step out. But I want to tell you that our God is a God of mercy and love. And if you look at some of the stories of the miracles that Jesus did, you know, one was for a father whose son was demon-possessed, and terrible things his son was suffering and going through. He had taken his son for prayer many times. He prayed when he took him to the disciples, and nothing happened. And then Jesus came, and Jesus said, you know, do you believe that he can be healed? And the father said, the father said this really interesting thing. He says, Lord, I believe, 
but help my unbelief. You know, and sometimes, you know, we believe, but inside, man, we don't feel it. But, you know, that's okay. Jesus healed the boy. You know, the breakthrough happened. There was a man who was born blind, sitting on the side of the road. He didn't call out to Jesus. Jesus went to him. Jesus went to him, and the disciples said, well, Lord, who sinned? Did this man or, or was his parents? How, how come this happened? Jesus said, nobody sinned. This man is like this to reveal the glory of God. You know, you might be sitting here, I'm talking about healing, I'm talking about being filled with the Spirit, I'm talking about receiving Christ, and you might think, well, hold on, no, no, look, I've done too many bad things. I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough. You know, that's exactly what I felt before God came to me. And you know, today, you know, the Lord is reaching out to you. And I want to encourage you that God loves you exactly like you are. You don't have to change to come to Him. You come to Him, He'll change you. That's where the transformation happens. It's a matter of reaching out. It's a matter of experiencing. And then you're going to see things you've never seen before. And you're going to do things. You're going to do behavior like you've never, ever done before. Now, I just want you to be open to whatever the Holy Spirit has for you, you know, because all His gifts can get released through you to be an encouragement and a blessing to others. And, you know, this morning, I just want to ask you, first of all, you know, if you've never received Christ as your Savior, you know, there's no better place or better opportunity than to do it right here where God's people are and where everybody is for you. This is a safe place to trust God. Can everybody just close your eyes for a moment? Because I just want to ask, you know, if you've never received Christ, or if you have, but you know that you're not living for Christ as you ought to, and you want to come back to that place, would you just raise your hand now so I can just see, and I'd love to pray with you. I'm not going to embarrass you. Okay, I see that hand. Is there anyone else here? And that hand, and the hands up the back. I see that. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to pray a prayer, and I'd like you to pray it after me, uh, just a prayer of confessing your sin and receiving Christ. So if you just pray, you can pray it silently, but just pray it from the heart. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me. I thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. Lord, I ask you to forgive me, and I ask you to come into my life right now. Lord, help me to be the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you. You've heard my prayer. And you've come in. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now look, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it today, you know, there's connect cards uh, on, on your seats, I think. around. If you just fill that in, then somebody from the church here would just, you know, get in touch with you, see if there's any way they can help and uh, support in any way. So please do that or let one of the leaders know or myself know that you prayed the prayer because it's just great to make that connection. Now, there are other people here, you know, who, who'd like to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Would you just put your hand up if, if that's you? You all received? You're, do you want to come on down? 
Awesome. Come and, and there are others? Come on, don't, don't let this fine gentleman come just on his own. Are there others here? You've never received the Holy Spirit or you're not through in speaking in tongues? Sometimes you can get the baptism like I did, but you're not released in tongues. This morning, we're going to see a release of that. Are there others here? No? Awesome. Great. Okay, fantastic. Just be patient, my friends. We pray for you soon, mate. Some of you need uh, healing. Some of the things I've talked about today, they're different areas. You know, some might need breakthrough financially, healing in the body. Man, we see so many people get healed in so many ways. Could you just put your hand if you'd like prayer this morning? Okay, well, why don't you come on down? Come down as a group. Fantastic. Awesome. God is so good. Hallelujah. How many of you speak in tongues here? Heaps? Okay, let's get a few gathered around. We'll pray. What's your name?